Welcome to the Reading Teachers Playbook, a podcast for elementary reading teachers. I'm your host, Evan Mirales, and here we will talk about all things reading instruction, time management, and mindset. Being an upper elementary reading teacher comes with a unique set of challenges. You are often tasked with helping students understand text on a deep level, preparing them for their state assessment, and remediating non-readers, all while trying not to turn students off of reading altogether. You need a playbook of ideas that helps you meet the needs of all your readers and gives you ideas that you can use today. I'm here to be your teaching bestie, encouraging you to step out of your comfort zone and hold you accountable for the things you said you wanted to try. Together, we can cut through the noise of all things reading instruction and help you figure out what your students need most right now. Do you need help crafting a mini lesson that keeps your students engaged and is tailor-made for the students you have in front of you? Let me help you with my four-step approach to crafting a mini lesson. Grab it now by clicking the link in the show notes. Hi, this is Eva Mireles from the Reading Teachers Playbook, and I am so excited to welcome Erin from the Educator's Mindset. Welcome, Erin. Hello, hello. I'm so glad to be here with you, Eva. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Um, This month, we are talking about recharging in the month of July. It's one of our topics. Um, I wanted to focus on something a little different because our teachers are tired after the year that we've been through, and then just upper elementary teachers um, work at a whole different level and have different types of demands, and we need to recharge. But before we jump into the episode, I want to hear a little bit about you. So can you tell us about your teacher journey? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to share. Um, And I'm so excited to sit down and chat with you about this topic. I think it's so important. So um, just a little bit about me to start with. Hello, everyone. My name is Erin Myers. Um, I have been in education for eight years now, going on nine this fall. You know, when I first graduated, um, I am in San Diego, California, so graduated in San Diego. And I was really fortunate where I graduated in the spring. I did like an integrated credential program. So essentially it shaved off a a semester, um, which I was really, really grateful to have that opportunity to do. Um, I was really fortunate to get picked up in the spring right after I graduated um, as an intervention teacher. And then my principal at the time uh, hired me full time in the fall to teach third grade. So I did that for four years. And then I We had a unique opportunity. We were a K-6 school at the time, and we had the opportunity to go K-8. And my principal specifically came to me and said, hey, we have this opportunity to do a sports program. I'd love for you to run that and get that started for us. Um, And by the way, I want you to think about moving up to sixth grade since you'll be working with the middle schoolers. So uh, I, you know, it's when you're, you're new, I still think four years is new. And I felt very new at the time as, you know, still, Um, but, you know, I wanted to take that opportunity. And so I moved up to sixth grade, started a sports program, um, coordinated coach. And I still do that. Um, Absolutely love it. And then um, I proceeded to move up to sixth and seventh grade once our school expanded. So we got completely remodeled, brand new school, uh, did sixth and seventh grade for four years. And now I am in a new position as a program coordinator at my school. So a little bit about my journey um, so far in education. Wow, that's amazing. And what a bleak from third to sixth. (laughs) 
Yes. I've gone, you know, from second to third and then from, um, I'm sorry, from third to second and then second to fifth. Okay. But third to sixth is quite the jump. Yeah. It is. I will say one thing that was really cool about the experience was that the sixth graders I had in third grade. So the first oh. group of sixth graders I had, you know, they were some of my old third graders. So it did transition. And it's such a beautiful thing working at a K-8 school because I even to to this day, I still have old third graders. Um, and actually next year will be my last batch of third graders moving into the middle school and moving on to high school. So <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. What a great experience. Yes. Well, I know that your favorite topic is educator mindset. And so I want us to go ahead and jump in and talk about how would you differentiate between rest and recharging? Yeah, I love this. Um, As I mentioned before, I'm just so glad we're talking about this topic. And I actually kind of want to throw in an extra one, if that's okay. Um, Because I think there's a difference between rest and relaxation. And Mm. because I think when we hear rest, you know, for me, when I first heard that term, I thought, okay, well, that's sleeping and then also relaxing. But there is a difference between the two, right? So rest, I, I kind of interpret as, you know, it's the actual sleep that we need, right? When we're tired, we actually need to sleep and get that amount of um, the hours, you know, hours range, you know, depending on the person, but that's something that we absolutely need um, because it helps restore the energy that we have given away being educators. And then relaxing is more active, actually. It's like purposely doing something to ease your mind, body, or soul, or spirit, you know? So I think that's super interesting. And then recharging, in my mind, I view as like a battery. So, you know, you plug in the battery into a wall to recharge it. Well, in that sense, recharging is more of activities that you do that give you more energy, right? Like, and not rest, but at other activities and also being mindful of recharging, not only mentally, but also physically too. So there's different things that we can do to get our energy back and, and then even more heightened um, to prepare for, you know, whatever might come next. Oh, I like the way that you uh, differentiated between rest and relaxation and kind of putting a little bit of a, like another nuanced step, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in between there because sometimes um the resting part for me usually feels like um oh I need to be sitting or I need to be not doing anything and there's a difference between that like you said the re- resting being like sleep and getting that nourishment back and then the relaxation being something active and so some people find different things relaxing like I like to read or 100%. you know my daughter likes to color or paint or right. scrapbook or whatever So there's different things. And I like the recharge part being things that give you your energy back. Yeah. And even more so, right? Because rest will give us energy. It will fulfill, uh, you know, that energy that's been depleted. But recharging is that extra. It's like what's going to get you motivated, inspired, energized to continue on um, and you know, whether that's getting ready for a new school year, or I know a lot of teachers have, you know, side hustles or, or things that they do. So I think recharging is that difference of, okay, what can I do to get me even more energy than I have? So why do you think it's important for teachers to recharge during the summer? Well, I, I think first and foremost, summer is a time where many teachers do have a break. I mean, I know there are some teachers that work at year long schools and their breaks are a little bit different and, you know, in other countries as well, but recharging is important because it's 
really what sustains us and keeps us going. I mean, you know, we get the rest and sometimes, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're listening and you're a parent, right, your rest can be broken up if you're, if you've got kids, right. But if we don't recharge and we don't do those extra activities, I feel like that's where we easily can get burnt out because education takes so much from us, right? And we're happy to do that. Education is so fulfilling. That's why we have so many teachers who love it. But right. um, if we're not recharging, then I feel once we get into that, you know, if we're thinking about summer um, break, you know, then we're not going to have that energy that we need at the beginning of the school year when things are pretty chaotic, um, you know, getting ready and setting up your classrooms and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's important not only to recharge, but have a good balance of all three, right? Rest, relaxation and recharging. Um, so I think that's part of the reason why it's, it's super important, especially during summertime. No, I've definitely been there where I've been the opposite of well, not resting or relaxing or recharging. I have four kids, so I would have to do something, right? I, I have mm-hmm. to keep them occupied and take them somewhere fun and do something, but it may not have been something that I found restful, relaxing, or recharging. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but then I'd go and prep for the year. And then when the school year started, I was already starting behind the eight ball, I was already tired. So um, you're right, it is important to prioritize that and make time for that. Um, I think you, I was going to say too, I think that's a good point you bring up because everyone has a different schedule and agenda. I mean, you ha- you said four kids, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's a, I mean, gosh, you're giving out even more energy. Um, and so, yeah, in, in different things cause different, you know, cause people to react in different ways. So like I was thinking when you were sharing that, you know, I was thinking about my husband, how he loves to build Lego. And for me, that's so stressful. I'm like, I can't, I just can't even sit there and put these Lego pieces together and follow the directions. I wish I was creative enough to like, just take it and build something beautiful, but I'm not, but the hit for him, that's super relaxing. And so you have to tap into that, especially if you are responsible for other individuals like kids, you have to really tap into, okay, what's going to light me up and give me the energy I need to not only show up for my family, but also, um, you know, come the fall or come the school year when we get back to it. So here, this is what I want to pick your brain and ask, how can teachers recharge in a way that strengthens their mindset for the year ahead? What are some of your tips or suggestions for teachers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, kind of going back, I think recharging is both a physical and mental thing. And I think doing both of those can help your mindset. So mentally, just some ideas. And again, this is going to change from person to person, but just thinking about what really does light you up. So mentally, it could be like meditation, um, making a list of your own accomplishments, because we know that educators don't get a ton of appreciation. So making that list yourself, um, taking a break from screens and social media, mm. you know, writing in your journal. Um, I'm a huge journal. I love that. Uh, doing something creative and and something that I, I think that I'm working on is avoiding multitasking because that takes up a lot of brain power. So something so simple, but we try to multitask often. Um, and then of course, spending time with people that, that bring you joy. Um, or one of my other favorites is doing something that you enjoyed doing as a kid. So tapping into that inner child of what you like to do back then. So those are just some things to kind of consider with mentally. And then physically we've got, you know, like take a warm bath, exfoliate facials, you know, change up your diet if you want to, you know, stretch, exercise, all that. And I think when it comes to implementing it, I mean, 
the thing is, is we have to schedule it in. I think as educators, you know, we live off our calendar and we, we have no problem adding in Google calendar and Hey, I've got an IEP here and I've got a SST meeting there and I've got to do my department meeting here. But one of my big recommendations is to schedule in that recharge time, like actually put it in your calendar and make sure that, you know, I mean, a good goal is to try to do something daily, but I know again, ebb and flow of school year can be pretty busy. So make sure you're doing something at least once a week for yourself throughout the week. Um, and, you know, again, that's going to depend on, on what you prefer, but making that time and scheduling that I think is one big, um, you know, easy way to do it and just making it a non-negotiable. Um, okay. And I, Yeah. Go for it. Now I was thinking about like the all or nothing people like myself. Yes. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so I would, you know, like I would think, well, that's great, Aaron, but what if I have no time? Right. Right. Because that's the people who feel like they have no time. Or worse yet, is like sometimes if I completely turn off, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm done with school. I'm not gonna think about it. I completely turn off. Then it's hard for me to like jump back in and think 100%. about it again. So, like, how do you find that? I don't know if the question makes sense, but how do you yeah, find that balance? Yeah, but like yeah. when you're an all or nothing person to weave in some of that recharging time right. when you're used to like not doing it at all. Yeah, absolutely. I two things come to mind. First of all, like getting some kind of accountability partner. I know that's like gets thrown around a lot, but like having another teacher that you might work with or you know, like through social media or whatever, and just saying, hey, like every Thursday, I would like you to check in and make sure I'm doing my reading that I told myself I would do. So that's one simple way. And I mean, I love that teachers are so supportive of each other. So I think that would be a really easy way to just start getting some extra accountability. And then also something that um, I've been trying lately is habit stacking. So for example, like I I totally get the all or nothing, but okay, if I'm going to brush my teeth at night, like I'm going to do that. I already do that. So while I'm doing that, I'm going to be thinking about my list of accomplishments, right? Mm. Like I I might not have to write that down, but I'm going to be thinking and, and just, you know, doing your absolute best, putting a sticky note on your mirror and saying, Hey, make your list, you know, whatever that might be. Or it could be after you tuck the kids into bed, you're going to automatically go to a chair in your living room and you're going to read for five or 10 minutes and you just... And the thing is, is you have to start, right? That is something that keeps everyone back. And I know the all or nothing because I totally am like that with certain things that I do as well. But, you know, having an accountability partner has really helped me. You know, I have a couple of friends where I'm like, hey, I've got this goal. I would really love some support throughout the week. And that's been helpful. Um, And then also doing that habit stacking and just starting to make a plan like, hey, I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to make that list or I'm going to put the kids to bed. And then right after that, even five minutes and something that actually, you know, kind of thinking about your specialty and focus on reading is like, don't we talk about as reading teachers, like building reading endurance? We don't throw a book at a student and expect them (laughs) to sit down for 20 minutes and read, right? So it's like, okay, let's take that approach with this as well, right? So it's like, hey, I'm going to attempt for one time a week. Okay. And then once I get that consistent and I do that for a week, okay, now I'm going to try two times a week or, you know, having that, that building up of it too, right? We do that for our kids. Why not give ourselves that, that grace and that benefit to do that our ourselves yeah I'm just nodding at everything you're saying because that makes total sense and sometimes we forget that like we we know all those best teaching practices for our students and we forget that for ourselves and I wonder if that has to do with like you know how they say that doctors make the worst patients like (laughs) (laughs) teachers make the worst students students, maybe (laughs) because you know we know you're right we do that We, we don't expect we when students come back from being out all school year we don't expect them to have all these habits but somehow we expect 
either, you know, perfection of ourselves when it comes Mm -hmm. to some of these things or or we, or we, what's that called? I kind of thinking of an actor, like, you know, they tap typecast an actor. They only play that part. We kind of do that for Mm -hmm. ourselves. And we'll say like, oh, we're a workaholic or I'm always thinking, or I just, you know, or I'm lazy, you know, or whatever. We put ourselves in these boxes, Mm -hmm. which makes it hard sometimes to take on some of these different practices that we know we need to take on. A hundred percent. And I think when, especially if, you know, if you're on summer right now and summer break, start doing this like habit stacking now, you know, you know, roughly what hours you're going to work when you get back to school. So start doing that now so you can see what works for you. Right. And I, I will share that, you know, for the longest time, you know, before I was a teacher, I was a personal trainer. And so I always told myself, Hey, you got to work out first thing in the morning. And as I got older, I was just realizing, Hey, you know what? I actually do a little bit better when I work out in the afternoons. It might be a little bit harder to get started, but, you know, and, and just being open to, Hey, what I liked a couple months ago, I might not vibe with right now. And that's okay. And giving yourself that opportunity to really try things out, especially if you've got a break right now, like see what lights you up, see what really energizes you and fills you up and recharges you. That's a perfect segue to our next question. (laughs) So, um, how can teachers build in time for activities that help them recharge throughout the year so that they Mm -hmm. don't hit a wall and end up running on empty? Yeah. So like I said, you know, starting those, starting those routines now, just start trying it out. Um, I also think that it's really easy to get into a habit of, you know, when we start to feel stressed out as teachers, we start working through lunch and we start doing all these things. And so I think when you're trying to build in time, you know, you have to set a boundary for yourself and it's not easy, right? This is not like pretty, it's not going to be easy. This is why so many of us struggle with burnout often, right? right? Um, But, you know, if you know that, hey, at lunchtime, I've got 30 minutes, you know, but everything else is busy during the day, then take that time to go walk around the neighborhood, right? By school, right? Like make those times, those breaks work for you. And it could be that, hey, during lunch, I do need to get this done. But that means that after school, I'm going to leave right at contract time and I'm going to go do X, Y, and Z for myself. And so I think, um, you know, that in addition to scheduling in that time and for me, just a little a little tip too, because this is something that I dealt with and I, I'm guilty of this myself, but there would be days where it was tough and I'd want to go into my neighbor teacher's room and I'd want to talk with them. Mm. But you've probably been there before too, where it's like, you're trying really hard to get something done and a teacher comes in to try to talk to you. And so, right, like that's really tough. That's a hard boundary to set sometimes. And so what I did is I just made a little sign on my door, like in a meeting, please come back later. And, <laughs> you know, during that time, whether it was lunch or during prep, and that really did help me build in more time for things that were going to help me um, and recharge me, you know, so I think that's another suggestion and just being mindful that the school year, the, the, throughout the year, the times of like what's busy and what's not changes, right? We know it gets busy at the beginning of the year. So, okay, be a little bit nicer to yourself. Say, Hey, I'm going to do this one thing every day, whether that's, I'm going to wake up 10 minutes early and earlier than I do and read five minutes five minutes in my book, whatever it might be. Right. Um, and I think that just being mindful of those busy times, right. Report card season and and all those times and just knowing, Hey, I might need to step away a little bit, but I got to make sure I'm doing at least one or two things a week to, to keep me sustained throughout that time, especially. Um, and then I think just, 
um, like I said before, just figuring out days of the week that you can manage your time and figure out like, okay, I know Mondays are my prep day. Okay. I'm going to stay, maybe I'm even going to stay like a little bit later. Okay. I'm definitely much proponent of working contract, but if you're thinking about recharging and what's going to sustain you, maybe Mondays you stay an extra hour and you get yourself set up so that the rest of the week you can take off that contract time and go exercise or go for a walk or go hang out with your family or friends that fill you up. Right. So I think it's that balance and going back to that all or nothing. I think what we need to do is start with that, like just a little bit, right. It's, and not go in with that intention of it's going to be every single day. Cause I've been there and, um, I know that it's, it's tough. Like you get one or two days in and then you're like, I can't do it again this day. And, and just being, you know, kind to yourself and being flexible with that. This podcast is a proud member of the teach better podcast network, better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. My biggest takeaway is just kind of like, it seems like there has to be this level of self-awareness, which sometimes depending, like you said, sometimes in the years are busy, sometimes in the school year are busier than others. And so sometimes you're like in that survival mode. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And so then you forget to check in. So like you said, if we take time this summer, like use this summer to kind of think about what are the things that actually recharges and and light us up because sometimes we think it's going to be Netflix and sometimes it is but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not right Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean full transparency I I've definitely like turned on the tv just because I'm like I want to relax but then there was nothing that I really wanted to watch so I'm like okay what am I actually doing here you know I think sometimes we get into those motions of like I'm just going to do this because I don't want to think about doing anything else right now right right Right. And like, if you set up those times like now and and exploring that and then get in the habit of scheduling it, then when it comes to the school year, I can say, I'm going to make sure that on Thursdays, I spend five minutes reading or doing whatever it is that recharges me and make make time for that. And I think sometimes it's reframing and it sounds silly, but sometimes I'll be laying in bed and I can't sleep. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. the best time. And sometimes I'll just tell myself, hey, laying here with your eyes closed counts. Yeah, that's like meditation there for you, right? Just like trying to. But it's the same thing. It's kind of reframing because a lot of times people think that they have to have, um, like you said earlier, like there's unrealistic amounts of time. You know, like mm-hmm. I have to, it doesn't count if it's not a girl's night. I'm not going out for the whole evening. Or it doesn't right. count if I'm not at the gym for an hour. It doesn't, you know, but it does count. Right. Like every little bit right. counts. And so and I the- like that reminder. And I think too is, is just knowing that like your friend, it's going to look different. I think sometimes we get this comparison going on where it's like, I see them going out for, you know, dinner with their family. And why am I, why can't I do that? And, and again, you got to just be, like you said, it comes down to self-awareness. And one other thing I, that just kind of came to my mind is if it truly lights you up and you truly enjoy it, you're going to be more more open and more wanting to make that time where I think sometimes like for myself, there have been seasons where I'm like, gosh, I know I need to work out, but I don't want to. And so I'm not, it's, it's so hard to like push myself to go work out, but Hey, reading on the couch for a couple minutes, that sounds so much fun. I'm going to do that right now. You know what I mean? So I think tuning in and, and maybe just coming up with a couple of things, you know? So if you are there and you're like, okay, I, I, I know I want to do something to light me up, but what is it? You kind of have a couple of ideas that you can 
pick from, right? And not just put, like you said before too, is not just put yourself into a box of, hey, this month I'm just going to exercise as many times as I, like, no, it doesn't have to be like that, right? So let's remove that box. Let's remove that label and be more open to what's what's going to be, uh, be best for you and what's going to give you that battery life that you need. <laughs> well, and I think that's where your um, accountability partner comes in also mm-hmm. because sometimes right? Then we kind of go the other extreme, going back to the all or nothing, where then we're like, we give ourselves, you know, an endless amount of grace, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it's whether it's grace on one side where um, we just kind of let ourselves do the things that are, you know, that we call relaxing, but maybe are not for our best benefit all the time, like the scrolling, because you had mentioned like taking a break, you know, right? So right. like maybe part of my relaxing or taking a break is scrolling and not thinking for a minute or whatever. And that gets to be too much. And so that's where that accountability partner comes in because when they're checking in on you, then they can maybe, if it's someone that feels comfortable, can ask you some of the tougher questions, <laughs> like does right. that really benefit you? Or is that the, you know, the practice that you want to maintain? Right. And I think, you know, to kind of go back to the beginning and how to start this all off, because People might be listening to this and being like, okay, like I like these ideas. I want to do this, but where do I even start with it? Mm -hmm. And so what I like to do, you know, when I talk with people, especially because this all wraps around mindset and like, okay, I'm going to gear myself up for this. Can I do this? Right. And so I think taking inventory, like, you know, I like to write down a couple of different categories. Like I like to think about family, friends, finances, spirituality, like health, you know, and rank yourself, like give yourself an honest to goodness score, like one to five or one to 10 and see where your numbers lie and and just be honest with yourself. Right. Cause we're all here with the intention of, okay, I want to refill myself. I want to feel better. I want to feel recharged. And that's a great starting point. Right. Cause then you can see like, Hey, my, you know, maybe my friends and family are a little bit lower. Okay, well, I know I'm going to plan some time to go see them or talk with them, right? And so I think doing that can give really good insight into that self-awareness of where am I at and where do I want to go with this, you know, and adjusting that to fit your needs and what what's going to be best for you. I like that. That's an awesome place to start. I like that because you can just take a sticky note, write that down really quickly mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. rate yourself. And then also too, like if you're really into self-awareness, then you can kind of see where do I land after I've done some of those things, you know, that, yeah. And see where, see where you're at. So I like that. So I like, I like thinking about, and I think that'll help our teachers, also our listeners, thinking about the summer as kind of like a self-experiment time, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about you, but I used to always love trying out new things in my classroom. Yes. You know, like trying out new teaching practices and things. But this is a great time to, you know, for teachers to try new things for themselves and uh, see yeah. what they what they like, what they don't like. So that when the school year starts, they're ready to protect their energy and to um, and to just keep going with some of these practices so that they don't hit that wall during the school year, or at least don't hit it as hard. Right? Sometimes things just yeah. get busy. <laughs> and, and just be intentional. You know, we know that these busy times come up. So, you know, I mentioned before, I love journaling, like write down, what are you going to do when those times come up, you know, and just plan ahead because at least you've put it out there, right? Instead of getting, the, getting to that point and then feeling so stressed out and be like, I know I, I was going to do this and I have to do this. Well, you can always go back to that and say, what did I promise myself? And what can mm. I, what can I keep that go? You know, how can I keep that going? Um, so setting that intention now, and I like to do um, like monthly intentions. So I think that's helpful and posting it, you know, and just having that reminder, because we have so many things on our mind, you know, we need to have some of those reminders for ourselves. 
Yeah, no, I like that. I like the idea of being intentional and posting that and then having monthly intentions. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed our talk today. And I think it's yeah. going to really help our teachers. And I'm so yes. excited you are with us. Where can our listeners uh, find out more about you and connect with you? Yes. And thank you again so much. It was such a blast chatting with you. And yeah, I'm on Instagram um, at the dot educators dot mindset is our Instagram. And then we have a podcast as well. So you can check that out. It's all linked there. So um, definitely connect. I'd love to to speak with all of you and, and connect and support each other through this awesome summer and recharging. Awesome. Thank you so much. Don't forget to grab your free guide for crafting a mini lesson by clicking the link on my show notes or going to www.evamirelis.com. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to take a page from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. If this episode resonated with you, please take the time to rate and review the podcast on Apple iTunes so others can find it too. And take a screenshot of this episode and tag me at Miss Eva Mirelis on Instagram. Check the show notes for any links mentioned and hit subscribe so you don't miss a play from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. See you in the next episode.